from the Heartbreak Station release. That is Cinderella. The more things change, the more they stay the same, Chris. And uh, I don't I don't think uh, truer words have ever been spoken. Yeah, well, they do seem to be changing a lot these days, mm-hmm. but it just seems to be the same old shit. <laughs> All right. Um, well, apparently... Uh, freedom of speech is kind of a, is being dwindled away here in this country. Do I need to put my hat back on? I don't know. What were you wearing? I didn't see it. My freedom of speech motherfucker hat. I didn't see that. Oh, oh I see that. Okay. Back on. All right. All right. There we go. All right. Well, apparently a U.S. judge has handed down a sentence of at least 15 years to a man who stole an LGBTQXYZ alphabet soup uh, flag okay. from a church, from a church, mind you, okay, and burned it on site at a strip club. Okay, 15 years, it seems a little steep. Yeah, for burning a flag. Yeah, but uh, America gets fine. Right. Adolfo Martinez, 30, admitted to the media that he took the flag from the Ames United Church of Christ due to his animosity toward homosexuals. Okay. Well, what surprises me is that a church uh, was flying this flag. What was it? The Church of Anal Love? Well, no, it it was the uh, United Church of Christ. That's surprising in itself. Yeah. Yep. You got it right there. There it is. Uh, He was found guilty last month of a hate crime harassment, reckless use of, get this, I never even heard of this before, reckless use of fire. Reckless use of fire? Reckless use of fire Mm. and being a habitual offender. Of which? Of the fire or of the... (laughs) Doesn't really, really specify. Okay. The incident occurred around midnight on the 11th of June in downtown Ames, Iowa. Okay. Which I believe was the site of a farm aid at one point. Sure. Police now it's the site grass aid. <laughs> police say that the crime the the crime spree. Crime spree tore one flag down. Yeah. Uh began at Dangerous Curves, a strip club. Dangerous Curves was involved, huh? Yeah, it was a strip club, Dangerous Curves. (laughs) When police were called because a man was making threats. Okay. By the time they arrived, he had already been kicked out out by the bar staff. Okay. After leaving the club, Martinez then traveled to the church and ripped down its flag. Wow. He then returned to the strip club where he used 
lighter fluid to burn the flag in the street. He also threatened to burn down the bar. Okay, so now, so all right. So once again, the fucking headline is wrong. Yeah, of course. Well, we we want to we want to gin up some kind of uh, hate crime here. Yeah. But in reality, what he was doing was that he was uh, threatening a a business yeah. is what he, he was doing. To torch business and kill people, but they're trying to spin it as well. He burned a flag about gay people. Mm-hmm. Fuck out of uh, here! Again, this this is how the fake news Cock always tra- always yeah. tries to spin it. To be something that it's not. Yeah, fucking cocksuckers in the media. Are you reading the same Washington Post story? Um, where where did this come from? I'm not really. This this was on BBC News, but I'm sure it was just copy and pasted. Yeah, probably. Fuck the media. Fucking idiots. Yeah. And I'm not saying this guy shouldn't get some jail time either, but but. You know, report what he did, you fucking cocksuckers. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't go to jail for burning a gay flag. He went to jail for threatening to kill people. Right. Fucking idiots. Well, again, it's it's the agenda. Push the agenda. Push the agenda. Push the agenda. Right. Uh, he was uh, arrested later that day and told the local media in a jailhouse interview that he was guilty as charged. It was an honor to do that. It's a blessing from the Lord, he said, explaining that he did it because he opposed homosexuality. I burned down their pride, plain and simple. The interview was uh, entered into the trial as evidence against him. (laughs) Church pastor Eileen Gabby. Which, which again, is surprise. Uh, which is surprising, and again, this is a very sexist thing. But uh, you know, in the days that uh, when I was a younger lad, that mm-hmm. uh, women were not uh, considered uh, to be uh, uh, pastors. Yeah, sure. You know, uh, who mm-hmm. identified as a gay woman. Of course she did. Says she agrees that Martina's action were motivated by hatred. <laughs> you know I, what? Hold on, hold on. What action when you're threatening to burn a building and kill people is not motivated by hatred? Well, I think she was more focused on the burning of the flag. I, I get it. Fine. What action, what action is not motivated by hatred when when these ass clowns from blm burn an american flag is that not motivated by hatred no that's that's justifiable my ass it is fucking it's uh, go ahead i'm getting annoyed (laughs) um I often experience Ames as not being a progressive as many people believe it is. Ames. Ames, Iowa. Progressive. Oh, when I think of big progressive cities, I think of Los Angeles, New York City. Chicago. Ames, Iowa. Iowa. It's a farming town. Ames, Iowa is not exactly the mecca of progressive thoughts. Right. It's a farming town. They 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 have soybeans and corn there. Yeah. 
uh, progressive in that area, in that arena. Yeah. <laughs> and there is still a very large closeted queer community here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're hardworking, blue-collar people that go, yeah, we don't suck dicks here. That's basically even, what it boils down to. And even if there, even if there are people that suck dicks and work hard, which I'm sure there are, maybe they just don't need it out there. Hey, guess what I'm doing later today? Putting a dick in my yeah, ass. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this forty acres of corn. I'm gonna, you know, harvest this, uh, you know, forty acres of wheat. Then I'm yeah. gonna go suck a dick later. Yeah. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go have a bukkake party once I'm done husking the corn today. <laughs> Fuck out of here with this nonsense. Yeah, I'm going to bale a thousand bales of hay and put that all up in the barn. And then, then I'm going to go, uh, you know, I'm going to go toss my friend salad. Yeah. Guess what? Maybe they don't want their corn creamed and that's why they keep it quiet. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Idiot. This pastor's a fucking fool. What's her name? Pastor Fooly McFoolish. <laughs> Church pastor Eileen Gebby. G-E-B-B-I-E. Mm -hmm. Gebby. Pastor Gebby. Pastor Gebby. A gay pastor of a church. All right. All right. Um but twelve people that I that I don't know who have not uh let's see, who have no investment in me or this congregation said this man committed a crime and it was a crime born of bigotry and hatred right because 12 people said that well 12 people's a lot when you have 31 that follow you on instagram right of course uh story county attorney jessica reynolds said martinez was the first person in the country's history to be convicted of a hate crime mm -hmm. the the uh Hard reality is there are people who who are targeted individuals and commit crimes against individuals because of their race, gender, sexual orientation, she said to the Ames Tribune. And when that happens, it's so important that as a society, we stand up and people have severe consequences for those actions. So much more important than if a, a straight guy would light his ex-wife on fire. That, you know, if, if straight guy lights his ex-wife on fire, then that should have less of a penalty, right? Well, of course because it should. Not a, because it's not hate. The fuck out of here with this hate crime shit. All crime is hateful. Every crime is at a minimum disrespectful. That's why it's called Every a crime. crime. That's why it's called yeah. a crime. Exactly. There's no, there's no levels. There's no levels. Here's the levels. Murder, rape. Everything else. Everything else. And this falls under everything else. It's not a murder. It's not a rape. The only thing that got murdered is your fucking feelings that are hurt, Pastor right. Gabby. Shut up, you fucking cunt. <laughs> Go lick some pussy and read the Bible, Jesus junkie. Fuck off. <laughs> cunt. Well, you're going to love this one. All right. This is this is unchecked outrage and aggression. Okay. A Connecticut man allegedly 
decapitated his landlord after he was told he needed to move out over his overdue rent. Wow. <laughs> That's one way to tell him. What? I'm not. What do you say? I, what do you mean I owe you six months back rent? <laughs> Here's a samurai sword in the back of your neck like a like an Al-Qaeda guy. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's not funny, but it is. It is funny. What do you mean I owe you rent? I'm going to chop your head off, pal. Jerry David Thompson was arrested and charged with murder. Oh, my God. For allegedly beheading his landlord, Victor King, who rented him out a room in his home in Hartford, Connecticut. Well, you know what's the good thing about this? Yes. At least it wasn't a hate crime. Exactly. It was a lack of money crime. Yeah, not a hate crime. Not at all. (laughs) Thank God. Right. So he should get, what, less of a sentence than the other guy that well, burned the flag? Well, anybody who burns a gay flag, they, they need to get life. Anyone yeah. who chops his landlord's head off, 15 days. Holy shit, is that me? This fucking Fox faggot-ass website. All right, sorry. <laughs> uh, the altercation between the pair first started after the Hartford Police Department responded to a 911 phone call from Mr. King, who was 64. Mm-hmm. He told police that his 42-year-old roommate, Mr. Yeah. Thompson, was waving a sword. Who has a sword readily available? I think actually on that one, probably more people than you think. Really? Who has a sword? A lot of people collect swords. I think all three of my kids have swords. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty. I know two of them do. I'm. I'm not sure if my are, are they are. are they usable swords or are they replicas or what are they? They're definitely usable swords. They could fucking Jerry Thompson here could have borrowed one if he wanted. <laughs> Again, I I I have one on my wall. See. Yeah, but but it's not like something I just would whip out and go, yeah, I'm going to fucking mess you up with this, man. You know what? Get a couple months behind on your fucking rent. We'll see what you're doing, Neely. All right. You might be you. You might just opt for the gun, but same thing. Yeah, who's who's wielding a sword? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to drive you crazy now. Maybe this guy just didn't have access to money to pay it. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have he didn't have access to guns or a bullet, so he had a sword. And he certainly didn't have access to any money. Right. So he, he had to cut the guy's head off. All right. <laughs> All right, that's way inside, but okay. <laughs> um anyway, he told police Mr. Thompson was waving a sword at him. Right. In a threatening and terrorizing manner. Yeah. Do, you, do you think he really verbally said a threatening and terrorizing manner? I was probably not. I'm going to tell you what. Somebody starts doing their fucking karate Japanese sword twirling to me. I'm going to just take that as a threatening manner. Right. I may not say it that way. I My, my, I, my guess is the exact words were, that's sick. Motherfucker tried to stab me. 
He wasn't waving it in a threatening and terrorizing manner. No, not at all. Mr. King gave the police's contact information after discussing the incident. It was unclear if the police ever spoke to Mr. Thompson. Then police received a call from a neighbor and a separate friend on Saturday asking for a wellness check on Mr. King as they both were worried about his safety. Wow. <laughs> how many people, and again, I'm, I'm going to ask you on a personal level, how mm-hmm. many people, have you ever in your entire life had anybody said, hey, could you send the police over and do a safety check on Mr. Aiken? No. No. I will say, and I will not say who, but I will say that I have done that once with a friend. Okay. I I definitely had a friend that said some weird shit in a text. Okay. That led me to jump in my car and drive to his house. All right. So they were, they were indicating that they might be doing harm to themselves. Yeah. All right. I get that. So, you know, I, I did jump in my car and deal with that, but yeah, I don't think, I think if I drop dead in my room here and, and my son's not here, I might sit here two, three weeks before fucking somebody calls for a wellness check on me. So you would Kevin Dubrow it. Yeah. I'd imagine, I'd imagine eventually the neighbors would smell the foul (laughs) stench of my fat disintegrating and be like, Ooh, something's going on in that house. Right. And then, then maybe they'd show up. Sure. The police entered the residence on Sunday afternoon to discover Mr. King dead with his body badly slashed and covered in bloody bedding. The medical examiner suggested Mr. King's injuries were consistent with a large edged weapon and noted that lacerations to the landlord's right arm, upper chest and across the neck causing decapitation. Whoops. Police questioned Mr. Thompson, who refused to answer. See, this guy, this guy basically slashed this guy to pieces like ribbons. Mm -hmm. And then he just continued living there like there was no issue. Cool. Nobody's going to catch me. (laughs) No one saw me. I mean, I, I know this isn't funny. But it's just the thought that this guy just slashed this guy to pieces, left him there laying there, and then yeah. he's just like, yeah, I'm going to go back to the room that I, I owe back rent on. All right. What's this guy's first name? OJ? <laughs> Jesus. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. Police questioned Mr. Thompson, who refused to answer any questions or speak. He then wrote on a piece of paper, get Jack Reacher. No, wait a minute. He didn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) That a paper in glove compartment and Jeep is all you need. (laughs) What? That's what it says. He then wrote on a piece of paper that a paper in glove compartment and Jeep is all you need. The fuck does that mean? After obtaining a search warrant, investigators discovered the paperwork in Mr. Thompson's vehicle that suggested he believed he was a sovereign citizen or an individual not subjected to any statutes and can interpret laws in their own way. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) 
Yeah, your laws don't apply to me. I can do whatever the fuck I want. So this fucking knothead yeah. literally watched the news, saw the chop bullshit, and was like, well, I'm fucking so I'm starting my own sovereignty. Yeah, nation. yeah. You can't, you can't prosecute me. I don't belong to your country. I belong to the country of, of Swordsville. Right. Wow. Mr. Thompson appeared in court on Tuesday and reportedly refused to speak to his public defender. He will be held in jail in lien of a $2 million bond yeah. and is expected to again appear in court on the 15th of August. Well, why would he speak to the public defender? That guy doesn't represent his laws. No, he's probably not part of his own country. That's right. He's part of that other country that, that's claiming this responsibility. But I didn't see an extradition treaty from Thompsonville to, to the United States. Right. No law been broken yet. Right, a loyal citizen of Zamunda. <laughs> Good one, Bobby. <laughs> Jim Banks, a cousin of Mr. King, described his relatives as one of the good guys when speaking to the Hartford uh, Current. Uh, one that would never hurt a soul, he said. One that would always reach out and help others. He was pleasant as can be and always seemed to be happy. He was just a joy to be around. Now his head's a bowling ball. Yeah. And this guy really did Nicole, this girl, this guy, didn't he? He he sliced all the way through, like, to the fucking bone, huh? Yeah. Jesus. Got to really not like somebody to do that. Right. <laughs> mm. I mean, I hate to laugh at these stories, but it's it, it's so it's so unbelievable that it's ridiculous. They're so stupid. They're funny. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I sliced this guy up. I chopped his head off. And mm -hmm. then uh, I went back to my room. Yeah. Took took a nap. Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> problem here, pal. Yeah. Had a little dinner. Made some spaghetti. Settled in for a good evening. Not going to believe it. I watched that documentary, Fear City, on Netflix. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, I was like, damn, you want to talk fear city? Go out into that fucking city. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I watch, I watch the, uh, you know, the documentaries on the go-go's <laughs> and I said, yeah, go, go, go girl. You go. <laughs> I may not like my landlord, but I think the go-go's do belong in the rock hall. Right. <laughs> He disagreed with me, so I had to chop his head off. Yeah, fucker. I said, I said, did you think the Go-Go's need to be in the rock hall? And he said, no. What did they ever do? And then so I chopped his head off. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> All right. Are you familiar with the band The Killers? I, I, are are I, you know of The Killers? I know of them. All right. The Killers have said they're investigating reports of a sexual assault by their... Now, get this, mind you. What, what year is this, Chris? 2020. They're, they're investigating reports of sexual assault by their 2009 touring crew. Oh, well. They're investigating this now, 11 years later. Need to find out. <laughs> It's, 
when it comes to this kind of stuff, it's just like you're just now figuring this out 11 years later. Well, yeah, dude, you know, you got to listen. <laughs> Me too. And all that other fucking dumb horse shit. Right. All women should be believed. Yeah. The allegations were first published in 2018, but at the time, the band was simply identified as one of the biggest rock bands in 2009. Is that true? Yeah, they're, they're pretty big. Really? Okay. I'm, I'm just, I wasn't aware. I, I, they're big. I couldn't name one fucking I song. I can't name a song by the Killers. I mean, I don't. Man, it's not like you're saying like uh Welcome to the Jungle or Sweet Child of Mine. I mean no. I mean I can't tell you a song by the killers, can you? No, let's look them up. See what they're see what they're doing here. Let's, let's go to the killers. Killers. I mean uh, I, I mean I know the name, but I I don't know one song. Right. Well, here's a song that has 386 million plays. Mr. Brightside. Let's check you mean that Mr. Out. Brownstone? No, this is Mr. Brightside. <laughs> okay. Sounds way gayer. All right. take that fuck that that sounds like a parody something you might see on the the young ones yeah it's like a really fruity version of oasis <laughs> and how many plays did that have 387 million one hundred eleven thousand four hundred eleven are you shitting me I'm telling you right now holy cow who's listening to this shit has 1.8 million thumbs up, 59,000 thumbs down. Wow. Okay. It's it's a 10 year it's from right at this time. They shot this video right on right as soon as they were done raping. <laughs> or their crew was raping. Maybe their crew was raping I, while they I, I was not aware. Yeah, yeah, they're a big band. All right. I'm just going to take your word for it. Uh, Take 387 million plays word for it. That's a lot of fucking. That is a lot of plays. Jesus. Tuesday, the woman who originally described the incident, Chez Curry, C-H-E-Z, Cherry, C-H-E-R-R-I-E, said that she was touring with the killers at the time. Cherry describes several uncomfortable situations as the only woman in the crew and said one of the Milwaukee, the one in from Milwaukee stood out in particular. She wrote that one crew member came over radio and said, Hey guys, there's is a girl set up in the dressing room. But the name on the list outside the door with the radio channel and we'll call you when it's your turn. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
So they pulled a train on a girl? Is that what we're saying? I, I guess. I'm going to reread this because it's so disjointed. Mm-hmm. She wrote that one crew member came over the radio and said, Hey, guys, there is a girl set up in dressing in dressing room A. Put your name on the list outside the door with your radio channel and we'll call you when it's your turn. So everybody gets a little nice. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. At this point, and I'm being serious at this point, if you were a band of this size, wouldn't you just hire a chick and have her stay home, but just pay her to be on the quote unquote crew. (laughs) Well, again, if, if this, whoever this chick was set up in this room, yeah. I'm going to make the assumption, and I could be wrong, yeah. that this woman was an adult. Mm-hmm. And if she did not want to be subjected to this treatment, whatever the treatment is, yeah. why is she there? Well, and that's exactly it. It's, it's, you know, she wanted to get dicked by the killers. Well, and she probably got paid. Yeah, she, she or, or maybe not. It is at a concert. How many times have we seen concert sluts that are willing to Well, that, that part is true, but but the thing is, is apparently this sounds like this was taking place prior to the show. Yeah, all right. I mean, again, I don't know. So the crew told her if you suck five dicks, you can fucking blow the lead singer. <laughs> whatever it is. Whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But why is this woman in this position to begin with? Yeah, I doubt very much that they went out to the front to the front of the house and fucking grabbed some chick by her hair and dragged her back in this room. I'm pr- I'm going to guess she went there voluntarily. That's kind of my point. Yeah. At the time she wrote, I consoled myself with the notion that this woman whoever she was was a consenting adult. Well, then you should have just left it there. Yeah. If that's so, it. So wait a minute, the accusation is coming Without a victim? Well, the accusation is coming from a road crew member, but she's acting as if I'm saving this woman from herself. But literally, they could have been taking turns having counseling, for all she knows. True. She doesn't know that the fucking roadies were were sticking their cocks in their mouth. <laughs> True. I mean, they, they could have just been, you know, whatever. Could have been a hug session. Right. You know, she could have been a professional hugger. How does this fucking dumb twat know? Well, again, she, again, she's, she's, you know, um, racing in there to right. save the day. Yeah. Stop trying to be the white knight, honey. Just knock it off. Right. It didn't involve you. There's no complainant. Shut up. Move the fuck on, dumb bitch. As the bus was departing, a security guy came running to our bus, Cherry wrote. The security guy said, and I will never forget this moment because a piece of me died that night. Not a big enough piece to report that death until 11 years later, (laughs) but go ahead. In In your personal experience... Mm-hmm. I'm asking you as a personal experience. Okay. Have you ever experienced a day in your life, maybe the passing of your father or something, that a part of you 
died inside. No. 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 Had a couple of days that I wished the rest of me would die, but, you know. No, that's a, that's a silly statement. That's a dump statement. Yeah, you, you have depressed days. You get through it. Yeah. I will never forget this moment because a piece of me died that night. Not a big enough piece, you bitch. <laughs> Not a big enough piece. That girl in the dressing room A is passed out and naked. Mm. Is anyone going to take care of her? Yeah, they took care of her. They railed her pussy. Yeah. Well, she did drugs. Yeah. Well, I don't know if she would have been doing drugs. They're Mormons. I don't know anything about them. The killers are a Mormon band. Do you have a number of a friend or someone who we can call? Yeah. 911. That's the <laughs> usual phone number people call. But the crew just laughed and did nothing. What were they supposed to do? Yeah, what, what should they do? Get off the bus? Yeah. Hey, wake up. Wake up, dirty whore. Wake up. <laughs> Please. If you're that concerned, call 911. Right. You weren't that concerned. That's why you just fucking rode off into the sunset to the next fucking city. Right. Shut up. She wasn't that concerned. I, 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 I don't know, but it sounds to me like this whole thing is fucking made up. Cherry said none of the band members were mentioned in the Milwaukee incident. Yeah, of course they weren't because she's not going to fucking kill her goddamn paycheck. <laughs> in a statement to Pitchfork, the, oh. the killer said they're taking the allegations extremely seriously yeah, sure <laughs> and they that are. their current touring crew is different from 2009. What, they, they changed touring crew in 11 years? What What are you talking about? That doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> what? This is such a stupid story. This story is, I'm not believing this. Well, regardless or not, it's just like, <laughs> why is this coming up 11 years later? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently she didn't die. Apparently, she didn't file charges. Move on. And it sounds like you're out of a job and you're looking for money. Yeah. That's that's what it sounds like to me. So it's like you're sounding like you're desperate. And it's like, well, you know, there was this one time 11 years ago mm -hmm. that I witnessed this. I, I think I should get some money for this. I'm not going to say it happens every time, but sometimes people are okay if they fuck up in this way with a band or with famous people or with, with, you know, the roadies or whatever, you know, she, this person, obviously, whether it was just okay with it or just too ashamed, it wasn't a big enough deal to, to go to the police. No. To this person passing out, being fucked up and getting, getting her pussy fucking railed by a train. It was not enough to call the police. No. So move the fuck on. So it's stupid. It it's is. Story. The band were astonished and shocked by these claims. And outraged and flabbergasted. The behavior attributed to them and their crew is unrecognizable. Mm -hmm. Unrecognizable. 
too. They've told stories about sitting in a tour bus throwing lunch meat at girls' bare asses. Yeah. Yeah. It's not unrecognizable. Don't, don't play this whole it's unrecognizable. Yeah. Maybe you guys didn't do that shit, but you certainly heard the stories. Right. Cherry yeah. told Pitchfork that she was encouraged by the killer's response, though she set a low bar. The fact that the killers are not 100% coming at me and claiming everything is false is a good sign, she said. I appreciate that they seem to want to get in touch with me. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like you're out of a job and you need some money. And it's just like, yeah, you know, how could I parlay this into being advantageous for me mm. and put some money in my bank account? I know. I'll forge a story in a time when everybody just fucking blindly accepts it. Right. That's what I'll do. And it'll work. Sure. Idiots. Shut up. Yeah. I'm not buying this. Not not even a little bit. I don't even think it happened. No. To, to, to tell this story 11 years later, are you shitting me? And nobody else is. I, where is one other person? Now, you're talking about a tour and a touring band. And, you know, touring band like this probably has 50 fucking crew people, right? Yeah. If, if it's a big uh, arena there, tour, sure. They're an arena band. All right. Again, I I don't know anything about the killers. Yeah, they're they're an arena type band. So let but let's just say they have twenty people on their crew. All right. So you got twenty people on the crew. You got management. You got people that work at the venue. You got the band themselves. You got the security people. You got the security people that work at the at the venue. All of these people. Only one person is reporting it and not reporting it until 11 years later. Right. Fuck out of here with that nonsense. Just beat it with your lies. You're not getting paid. <laughs> well, that that really is what it boils down to. It's just like, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm desperate. I need money. You know, it's the whole Me Too movement at this point. Mm -hmm. What What can I do to do? You know, I was on the killer's crew. Yeah, wow. you know, I I I think I witnessed some unsavory stuff, but now I'm going to uh, report it. Yeah, go away. Just go away. This we're not buying it. Produce <laughs> proof or shut up. Tell Pitchfork you lied. <laughs> it's just it's freaking unbelievable. Dumb. Yeah, there was some girl. She was helpless. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they just left her there after they banged her. Yeah. I hope she's okay. I mean, back then she would have been 30. Now she's 41. Right. I better report this. Right. Because she didn't have the, the wherewithal to report it herself. I'm worried about this. Yeah. I'm worried about this girl from 11 years ago. Yeah. I haven't slept a night since no. that time. Not one. Go away, you dumb whore. What are you doing on the crew of a rock band if you can't accept the debauchery that goes along with it? Uh, Neely, you shouldn't have to accept this hor horrible behavior. You know, everybody needs to be respected, Neely, equally and fully. Well, that has always been the creed of the rock tour, hasn't yeah, it? Yes. Yes, it has. A ask Led Zeppelin. <laughs> ask any band yeah. ever. Just read Hammer of the Gods. 
Yeah. Ask any band ever. Right. <laughs> All right. One last story and we'll get out of here. All right. You you received some stimulus money this this uh, week. I did. Yes. I and it helped you uh, keep your pinball PA afloat. Yep. Pinball PA is going to succeed at least till the at least through the end of the year. All right. Very Fair enough. Well, some people aren't as responsible for their their stimulus money as pinball PA. Okay. A man spent his PPP funds on hotels, jewelry, and $318,497 on a Lamborghini. Wow. <laughs> That's a company car. Well, did you did you spend your money like that? No. No, not at all. I didn't spend hardly any of it. All right. I mean, I, I have to pay. I've got so many bills to pay. That, that's where mine's going. What, you're, you're responsibly paying your bills? Well, that's what I plan to do. That's well, for sure. You should have just grabbed that money up and just spent lavishly. Pay off my house. <laughs> A man in Miami, Florida has been charged with bank fraud for allegedly lying on his PPP loan application and spending the money on luxury items such as a Lamborghini uh, Huracan EVO, I guess. And the federal authorities say the funds from the $521 billion paycheck protection program are destined for small businesses so that they're able to keep workers on a payroll throughout right. the coronavirus pandemic. David Tyler Hines, 29, not only filed a fraudulent PPP application, but also spent the money on a $318,497,053 Lamborghini and other luxury personal items, including nearly $5,000 at Saks Fifth Avenue, more than $11,000 at two Miami area hotels, $11,000 at a hotel, Jeez. and $8,530 in purchases at Gaff Diamonds Investigator said. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was, he was busy spending that coin. He was just throwing it around. Yeah. There does not seem to be any business purpose for most or if any of it. Uh, the criminal complaint rele- that uh, reads um, the obtained photo of a blue Lamborghini through a law enforcement photo said that they say is one of Heinz purchases. Bank records obtained by the U.S. Postal Investigators show Hines got almost $4 million in taxpayer dollars through a three-low-interest, forgivable PPP loan. Now, how did he get that much fucking money? I have no idea. Jesus, I I didn't get anything... I got like a penny on every dollar from him. Jesus. $4 million. Fuck me. Wish I was him. Oh, no, I don't. Then I'd be going to jail. He initially requested $13.5 million 
and seven PPP loan applications, claiming mm-hmm. his four companies needed the funds to continue paying the employees. Those purported employees either did not exist right. or earned a fraction of what Hines claimed. Wow. The charging documents went on to note that the customers have claimed on the Better Business Bureau website that two of Heinz companies used bait and switch practices and other deceitful activities. Also, one of those companies had not filed the mandatory annual report with Florida's Department of State in two years. Okay. David is a law is a legitimate business owner who, like millions of Americans, suffered financial financially during the pandemic. Heinz attorney uh, said, while the allegations appear to be very serious, especially in light of the pandemic, David is anxious to tell his side of the story when the time comes. I needed that car. That just seems pretty dumb there. If uh, found guilty, uh, Heinz faces up to a million dollar fine, which he'll pay with his PPP payments. Right. (laughs) Uh, And up to 30 years in prison for bank fraud, up to a million dollar fine and up to 30 years prison for false statements to a lending institution and a prison sentence up to 10 years for engaging in transactions in unlawful proceeds. What's amazing to me about this whole story is as fucked up as it has been to do all the, you know, to, to deal with the PPP and the EIDL loans and all that stuff to, to get all that paperwork through and whatnot. I can't believe they caught this guy this fast. I mean, it has been a night for me personally. It has been a nightmare just trying to get everything submitted and accepted. And well, that's pro- be- that's because you you probably don't have lawyers doing this on your well, behalf, bro. That's true. You did it on your own. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure this guy probably had people doing this on for his him. behalf, right? And uh, he was able to be successful in getting it. Right. So now he's going to blame the, the the finance guys. He's going to blame the accountants and the lawyers. Yeah, of course. <laughs> All right. Well, good luck to you, dude. Yeah, God's- you know, they, you know, I told them I needed a new company car. And they said, yeah, go ahead and get yourself a uh, new, uh, you know, Porsche or Ferrari or Maserati or whatever it is you need. <laughs> Because it falls within the guidelines. Right. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Well, sucks to be him. Well, he was able to get it. He was able to procure $4 million in PPP loans that uh, are, quote, unquote, forgivable. Yeah. Well, So he must have had something going on. Yeah. I wonder what his gig is. Hmm. Who knows? Crazy. All right, well, let's get the fuck out of here. I'm tired. I I agree. All right. Well, again, I'll let you pick another tune. All right. Take us out of here. Right. What would you like to hear? Let's go with um, um, Suicidal Shakedown by Jet Boy. All right. 
How's that? From Damned Nation. All right. Okay. Suicidal shakedown, you say? Yes, sir. Let's see here. Oh, trying to find it real quick. It's on Damned Nation. All right. Let me see if I can pull it up a little bit quicker. I think that's the one with the bat on it, isn't it? Jet Boy. Here we go. Jet. Come on, Jet Boy. Where are you? Oh, there it is. What what was the name of the CD? Damnation? Damnation. All right. And let's see here. I don't see it. You don't see Suicidal Shakedown? No. Fuck me. Um, all right, then let's just do this easy. Let's, um, let's go with, um, uh, fuck, um, anthrax persistence of time. Okay. No, anthrax got the time. So you don't have to sit there for eight fucking minutes. <laughs> it's on persistence of time. It's all right. Two. Got the time. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, here it is. We're going to get out of here. We'll be back next Saturday. We will uh, do this all over again. Yep. And uh, so until next uh, Saturday night, this is Neely along with my very good friend. Chris Aiken. And we're gone. My kids.